Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and this is Faith for Today, the place where you and I can come together and build faith to be strong and nourished up in faith where we can give glory to God today. So if you will, we're looking today at uh, a message that we are impressed to entitle, If You Say, If You Say. And uh, it's good to have people in your and my life that are able to uh, be kind and genuine with us. And if we're saying some things that may not be helpful, they will just look at us and go, if you say so, if you say. Because if you and I were to take time, and and I encourage you to go with me uh, to Mark the 11th chapter. And in Mark 11, we're actually going to start in Mark 11, 11. But if you and I take time in these days to seek what, you know, the way God operates, the way that He functions, we'll find that God is a speaking spirit, that He is one who is not moved by the way things look around Him. It's very interesting to note that the Genesis account, and again, we're going to Mark 11, verses 11 through 14 to start, but that Genesis account, You see God, He's looking at darkness. And it's interesting that at that time, the enemy, I believe, was on the face. There there was darkness on the face of the deep. Historians have gone back and forth about, you know, was there civilization before then? You know, um, was Satan cast down? You know, how did that come out in time frame? But God is looking, irregardless or regardless, at complete darkness. But He doesn't talk about the darkness at all. He doesn't think much about darkness at all. All He was concerned about was light. And so He's looking not... Thank you, Father. He didn't disregard the darkness. He knew it's full of darkness or else he wouldn't have thought, well, we need some light in this place. So this is, what you may not realize it, but this is faith. Faith is aware of what's going on. Faith is aware of that obstacle, aware of that need, aware of it, but not consumed with it. And God was not consumed at all about this darkness, all about the face of the deep and across this earth. He looked across it. And he spoke something he believed. He believed that it was necessary that light be in this place. He knew in his heart that he could say it and create it. And that's the very thing he did. The very reason you and I can go out and feel the sun upon our skin. And and there's a reaction that occurs by that. I mean, you know, we've looked into science and found that there's a release of chemicals and of indoor, you know, there's, there's a chemical reaction that occurs when sun comes upon us. There's growth that comes. There's photosynthesis that partakes. That all is because God exercised faith. Because he lives and he operates by faith. And he did it because he saw something that was not present. He got it inside. It came from within him. And he spoke it. And we are 
enjoying the benefits of that thousands of years later. So here in Mark 11, 11, we find Jesus is speaking. And here in verse 11, it says, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple, and when he looked round about upon all things, and now the eventide, you could say evening, was come, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, the next day, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. So you see Jesus operating as what? Not as God, as man. Right? Man gets hungry. Man gets thirsty. Man has physical needs that, that are to be met in that regard. He's hungry. And the 13th verse, And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to this fig tree, it says, When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. And it tells us, For the time of figs was not. Which is interesting. I mean, that gives the impression that the season wasn't there. But Jesus fully expected provision from that fig tree. He fully he sees it afar off. He's hungry. He's expecting. He trusts God's the provider. There's a fig tree. And he comes across. It must have been a distance. And when he finally gets there, because he saw that at least there's leaves there, there should be some figs. I'm, I'm believing. I'm expecting there's going to be figs there. And he gets there, no figs. No figs. And he, yes, sir. The scriptures tell us here, let's continue in this. It says, And Jesus answered and said to it. Now, let's, let's just take a moment here. In order for you and I to answer something, it had to say something to us. You're talking with your spouse, right? They answered you. What, what happened? You said something to them. Which means if Jesus answered the fig tree, what did the fig tree do? It spoke to Jesus. When Jesus came across that place, came to this fig tree, and found nothing, that fig tree was speaking to Jesus. Are there things that are speaking to you and I all the time? Yes, there are. Your bank account is speaking to you. Your house, the place you reside, your uh, vessels, your vehicles, these things are all the time. This earth is all the time speaking, saying something. In this case, no figs, empty, nothing for you to eat, find another place, right? And Jesus answered it. So now he's speaking to trees. He's talking. Now, this is Jesus. Many people like to profess Jesus, but don't like to live like Jesus. They're not talking to the trees in their life. But they, oh yeah, I go to church every Sunday. But you're ashamed of how Jesus lived. That's a problem. Yeah, I believe there's great mercy with God. But we're going to miss out on some things in this life. If we profess Jesus, 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 never miss a service, never, but refuse all the time and are even ashamed and will mock the way he lived. 
if you and I saw someone speaking to a tree today, if initially the thought comes to us that we that would be weird to us, then we'd be ashamed of Jesus and the way he lived. I don't know about you, but I'm not ashamed of my Jesus and of the way that he operated and lived. And I'm not ashamed to the degree that I will live and operate that way too. Now let's continue and see what occurred here. It says that Jesus spoke and answered to him and said, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now let's go up to uh, verse number, just save us some time here. I want to say 19. Yeah, let's go to verse 19. This didn't happen automatically. We find here in the 19th verse, And when evening was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, 20th verse. So you find there has bypassed hours. It's now a new day. They had to pass by that tree again that evening that we saw in the 19th verse. They didn't see anything different about that fig tree that evening. I wonder what that was like. You know, the disciples are walking by and they go, Oh yeah, ain't that the fig tree he, he cursed? Yeah, it's still standing. Don't say anything to him about it. What do, you, what do you think happened? They just walked right by. It doesn't say Jesus looked at it. Jesus spoke to it. And then he completely left it alone. Doesn't say he took note of it. Doesn't say he went and talked to it again. Doesn't say he went... He, to Jesus, that fig tree was done. Done. Now the 20th verse, And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. This is the same, I mean, this is their route going to Jerusalem. Day in, day out, they're a little bit out. They got to go into the city and come back out as they're doing their work. And here they come and that's the fig tree. Do you see it? The fig tree. And what did they notice about the fig tree? It was dried up from the very roots. There are people that have entered into doubt and unbelief and caused their faith to be fruitless because they are too busy looking at the leaves. God's not working it at the leaves He's working it at the root. And Jesus wasn't concerned that there were still some leaves. He trusted. He had it in his heart. He believed what he said. He knew he heard from God. He knew he's supposed to say this. And that was it. The disciples, the verdict was still out. That's why they're taking notice of this. That's why they're going, hey, Stop what you're doing. Hold on. Everybody wait. We'll be in Jerusalem in a few moments. Look at the fig tree. Why are they so amazed? Why are they so astounded? Jesus wasn't. Because he knew what was in his heart. He knew whom he loved. He knew God the Father. He said, I only say what I hear the Father say. He knew who he heard from. And he spoke it 
And that was the end of this thing. It was case closed for Jesus. Hallelujah. And 21st verse, Peter calling to remembrance said to him, Master, behold, look at this. The fig tree which you cursed, it's withered away. It's gone. It's going. And Jesus answering said to them, Have faith in God. <sighs> Say that with me. Have faith in God. They're looking for some astounding answer. They are mesmerized by this working. And Jesus makes it so simple. What does he say? Have faith. Trust God. Can it really be that simple? Can it be that plain? Just trust God. Just trust God. People just kind of make that a catchphrase. But this was how this happened. Now, others have given the idea of have the God kind of faith. And I think that's quite in line with what we mentioned through Genesis account, how God operates. Other scriptures in Romans say, God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. That's how he operates. He's not concerned about how it looks and appears now. No. He calls things that are not as though they are right now. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And his response is, you have faith in God. Now notice, if they were so mesmerized by it, did they have the same trust in what Jesus said as Jesus did? I would say no. Or they wouldn't be so taken aback by it. They wouldn't have to stop Jesus. Stop, 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 Jesus. Master, hold on. Look at the tree. Jesus walked right by the tree like it was not a thing. Jesus trusted in his words, and his words worked because he trusted. And it's no different. That's what he's telling them. You have faith in God. Because if you have that faith, it's not as important what your spouse believes. If you hear from God, doesn't mean what they do won't have an effect. But if you hear from God, if you trust in God, and if you say, you'll have what you say. You'll see that. Thank you, Jesus. He continued and said, for verily, he said, truthfully is what that means. For truthfully, for verily, I say to you that how many? Whosoever. This is an open invitation to live like God, to trust in God. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, 
He's saying, you think that's a big thing? See that mountain? Whosoever shall say to that mountain, be cast into the sea, and what? And shall not doubt in his heart. How many people treat doubt like a devil? Few do. Most people say, well, it's common to have doubt. It's common. Now, don't get me wrong. Thoughts of doubt can come to our mind, to our head. And faith is an, it's a heart response. So you and I, we can't control every thought that comes to us. And some of the greatest, most holy to God, greatest to God, some of the most holy ones in this earth are going to have thoughts come from the enemy that will try and get them to doubt and distrust, to disbelieve God. You know, the apostle, uh, sorry, the, um, yes, sir. I'm thinking of John the Baptist. He was, oh my, he was very clear on Jesus and his ministry that it would be greater than his. He said, he must increase, I must decrease. And yet when he was in prison, things changed a little bit. And he actually sent, he said, you know, Go check and see that this is that ministry. And Jesus sent word. He said, you know, those that didn't have limbs now do. Those that were blind now see. Those that were deaf now hear. What is he saying? The works of God are being done. I am he. John, uh, I'm sorry, he had started to doubt. Wonderful man of God. Jesus said there is not a greater prophet given unto men oh my. outside of him. And yet, those that are least in the kingdom are greater than he. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, he doubted. So don't get me wrong. Doubt will come to our minds. We don't have to let it in our heart. We are spirit beings. We are not just flesh. We're not just body. And we're not just mind. We're much more. We are spirit. And this faith in God, it is spirit. It's of the heart. It's beyond the mind. That's where people have been misled and have unfortunately not yielded because they've been too head-led, too mentally astounded and moved no, we need to go beyond our mind. We don't know that much. We need to get beyond it. And Jesus said, if you shall believe that those things, he said, but whosoever shall say it and shall not doubt in their heart. So the doubt of another, not that it can't have effect, but I have a full-time job looking at myself and I need to determine do I believe this? Do I, do I trust God in this? Am I confident in this? And if I can see I am, and I do, and I have, then I can say, 
And let's continue. It says, But shall believe that those things which he... Let's make it personal. If I shall say and not doubt in my heart. Say that with me. If I shall say and not doubt in my heart, I shall, hallelujah, if I shall believe those things which I say shall come to pass, I shall have whatever I say. It'd be good for you and I to say that to ourselves. If I, hallelujah, shall say and not doubt in my heart, I shall have what I say. I shall have it. Notice the emphasis is what's in our heart. What do we believe? Now let's continue here because what do we believe? Where does our beliefs come from? Now, faith, we said, is of the heart. We are spirit. Spirit is the heart. So faith... Yes, Master. Go with me to Romans chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 6 through 10. I'll keep that open for... Hallelujah. This is the way that God is pleased. This is the way we saw that Jesus was able to work in the earth. He operated by faith. Faith is a matter of the heart and of the mouth. Most people don't realize it, but their faith is working more than they realize. They just didn't realize they had faith in those things. Most people don't realize how much trust they have in not having enough. How much trust they have in not fulfilling the task and not completing the job and not doing well in what they do. Most people don't realize how much trust they have in that. If they check up on what they'd say, they'd realize it. Oh, we can't do that. We can't. Oh, we can't know. You know, that's to know the plan of God for your life. Who knows? If you say so, if you say, people have exercised more power in their own lives than they've realized. And it's come right back to what they believe. And there are two main doors of trust, of how things get to a place in our heart and in our mind. And, yes, sir. Hold your place in Romans 10, and I'm, we're going to go to Proverbs 4. When it comes to faith, there are eyes and ears of faith. Jesus, in fact, he was in their house, in the home that they utilized in Capernaum, just off that north part of that that Red Sea. Is that right? Uh, the uh, thank you, Jesus. And he uh, he saw this man's faith when he allowed his friends to put him on a bed 
and drop him in. And um, and, and I told you wrong, it's the Sea of Galilee. They, but Capernaum was right there on the north of that big body of water that was there in that region. And it, it shows to you, but it was in that house that Jesus saw their faith. So faith can be seen. Now, there were others that didn't have sight. And, ah, yes, sir. There was the blind men, same thing. They followed Jesus to his home, two blind men. They had heard, there were times where people would hear, Son of uh, David, have mercy on me. And faith would come by hearing. Faith comes by seeing, by hearing. Faith is a knowing that's not readily apparent. It's a matter of the heart. And you and I have not always realized this, but we can grow in this, is that everything we look upon and everything we hear is something that can have, yes sir, lasting impressions upon our heart. There are some things we need to never watch, some things we need to never hear. Does it mean that we keep ourselves shut off like we mentioned, God Himself knew that this place was covered in darkness. He was aware of it, but it did not consume Him, and it was not what led Him to do what He was, yes sir, needful to do in that hour. And although the darkness was present, He was more concerned with the light. And you and I can be in that same position that we're aware of what's going on, but not moved by it. Not, uh, not allowing it to change what we say or to change what we believe. And now here in the Proverbs 4, we see this very principle. In verse 20, it says, My son, now this is sons and daughters, this is male and female son, attend to my words. Is it important what words we attend to? It makes all the difference in the world. Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, Life and death are in the uh, power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. There's certain fruit, life or death, that you and I will partake of dependent upon words. And here he said, attend to his words, which means there are other words we can give attendance to. We can let the, the world's words, we can let that have attendance. We can let it in our homes. We can let it in our jobs. We can let it in our places. We can attend to other words. And if we do, we'll get other results. And so he said, attend to my words. Incline your what? Your ear to my sayings. Now we see hearing. He continues and says in the 21st verse, Let them not depart from where? Your eyes. The eyes and the ears of faith. Attend to my words. And, you know, and... Yes, sir. What you and I hear, what you and I see, and I know we're growing close on time, I understand. Let's continue in this. 
He said, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So if God's ways get away from before my eyes and get away from what I'm hearing, it's because I let it. It's because we let it. We're being told here by the scriptures, don't let them get away from your eyes. Don't let them get away from your ears. It's astounding how many believers in desperate need of healing and they'll contact their pastor and they'll seek help and guidance. And, you know, when they're able to get back to them, they'll hear the TV on in the background. And they'll say, you know, hey, go to this particular chapter and verse. And they'll go, oh, hold on. And they'll hear them run and turn off the TV and grab their Bible that's been laying there collecting dust and brush it off and open up to it. They let it get away from their eyes. They let it get away from their ears. And they think they're believing God for healing, but the belief isn't there. You and I need to understand this. The only way we can have the trust for it is if it's in our heart. And the only way it's going to get there is if it's before our eyes and it's in our ears. And we're not letting it get out of, hallelujah, the mist of our heart. It continues in the 22nd verse and says, For they are life to who? To those that find them and health to all their flesh. He goes on and says, Put away from you a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from you. Froward and perverse are similar. They're twisted. They're speaking one thing and another. They're not consistent. And if you and I are going to be able to say and have the good that we say, because we're going to get what we say, that's established. But what you and I believe in our heart, it's not, there's been this lie that we are, you know, that we have to be subject to this world. You know, you'll hear people talk about the new norm because of COVID. The new, you and I do not have to be subjugated to this world and the influences thereof. We are designed to live above we are not citizens of this world or of the nations we are in. We are citizens of heaven, citizens of the new Jerusalem, and we are citizens of God the Most High, representatives of Him who looks at complete darkness and says, Light be! And completely believes in what He said, just like Jesus who will see something that he knows is not the perfect will of God and has the confidence to say what is right, what is good, what is in his heart because he's kept it there and will say, nothing shall eat of you ever again. People will have to come and stop us and go, you remember you said that? And, and look at it, look at it. And we'll go, trust God. Trust God. Believe in your heart. And if you'll say what He tells you to say, you'll have what you say. Thank you, Lord.
that's our time for this message for today. But there's much more to see. There's much more to hear. Because you and I are growing in knowing and in the fruitfulness of saying the right thing today. We love you, friends. We bless you. We will see you soon.